It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 720 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, November 12, 2023. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only, Joe at Marnus3. How are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. Glad to be here. Glad to have you back. Also, Kathy Larkin from the West Coast. How you doing, Kathy? Well, I am. I'm okay. I'm hanging in here. Oh. Had my my vaccines. I'm still waiting to get the the what is it? RDF. RSV. RSV. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I had a little. I I had a little sinus thing going on, so I I had to skip my appointment, but. They said for that vaccine, you can just come in. All you have to do is call them in the morning. Oh, that's good. So, that's you know, good. it's not a COVID or a flu, so. Yeah. All right. And so, also anyway. from, from down North Carolina, way, T. Brown, how are you, T? Howdy, howdy, everybody. I hope everybody had a good week. It was definitely interesting. God, the week just zoomed for me. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but, uh, but Entertainment tea. deluxe. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. And John, what's happening? That, uh, from my old stomach grounds down Corpus Christi Way, what's happening, buddy? It's raining. It's raining. And it's cold. I think it's like 62 out here right now. Uh, well, that's freezing to death here. <laughs> well, up here in Pennsylvania, that's uh, that's uh, beach weather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's beach weather <laughs> here right now, too. Except for the rain. <laughs> no, we're doing fine mm-hmm. down here, Tim. Good to see you. Good to, good to have you back, John. What's going on down there? Anything? Did, what happened? What happened? I haven't heard anything about what happened in your elections. On t- uh, well, on you t- know, t- the only thing we had on our election uh, ballot was uh, propositions. There was no no person on the ballot, so it was a series of questions about uh, financing uh, different things. I'm trying to search my memory now. What was up in there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Me and my kids went down to vote, and uh, the first time I walked in, I couldn't vote because the machine screwed up. And uh, so I had to leave, and I had to come back. But uh, yeah, we we got our we got our vote in there, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, well, I, but I, it, I was it wondering. Was a series on financing different things in I, the state. I thought I heard there was a bunch of like constitutional type stuff on their ballot measures, and right. I thought, well, was was one of them um, making Ken Paxton the Attorney General for Life, <sighs> or making oh, uh, Jesus. making a, um, Greg Avenue, you know, or Greg Abbott the go- the Governor for Life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they wish. Right. That's where they want to go. Isn't that where Donnie wants to go? President yeah, for life? Yeah, yeah, these Republicans, they're not into democracy anymore, baby. They'll let you know what, they, what, what, what they'll do. Now, I heard something about that the, apparently the legislature passed some law that would give Ken Paxton the right to overturn an election if it didn't go the way they want. They could just decide that, oh, well, the, the loser won. Is that true, or is that just... I hope not. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't hear that one, but no, I hope I not. I, I thought I heard well, that, that a few weeks ago. Normal. Right, it right. Well, it's Texas, normal. right? It sounds normal for what the Republicans want to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I meant, anyway. I think um, it, was, it had something to do with Houston, I think it was, because Houston always votes blue. Oh, okay, yeah. And now, they are trying to uh, intervene in Houston uh, because of the so-called problems they had before the election uh fraudulent uh votes down there but no uh they're oh, not yeah. yeah he wants to take over that district right yeah that's what yeah. it was 
that that's what that was. Yeah, no, that ain't gonna that ain't gonna happen either. Right, <laughs> right. out of here, asshole. Yeah, I think you know what? What was good this week on Jimmy Kimmel's show? One of the nights, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, they did a uh, a drag queen story hour with little kids. I saw that. Oh, that was hysterical, <laughs> and they went after Ted Cruz's book. Uh, Ted Cruz. Ah. Love a Ted Cruz. Oh, God. Ah. Guess where he showed up? What was it? Friday night? Saturday night? I can't remember. When did Bill oh. Maher do his shit? Oh, King Cole? Friday nights. Yeah, King. he was on Bill Maher. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. I can't I stand him. I don't watch Bill Maher. Bill Maher offends Mark. me He's these nasty. days. Yeah, well, yeah, he is. You know, uh, John Boehner said it right. Ted Cruz. Lucifer in the flesh. Right. That's who <laughs> yeah. he is. That's who he is. That's who he is. Nobody yeah. likes Ted Bill Maher. Bill Maher just likes to be so cool. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm a cool guy. No, he is. Yeah. He has really shifted his. Well, yeah, he's got I've a pot watching, brain. Jeez, I don't know how long. All of his shows, I've always watched him, and I am. I'm, I'm like a lot of other people. I get disappointed with his middle of the road shit. He was, yeah. you know, sitting there. Well, he's not middle of the road. He just no. goes one way or the other. You oh, know, he, he can't make up his damn. If frustrated you, mind. If you listen to Countdown with Keith Oberman podcast, don't get him started. He hates him. <laughs> Bill Maher. Oh, I can he, he's known him since college and he hates him. <laughs> but uh, anyway, thank you, John. Appreciate you coming on and joining us. Tell people where they can check Always you out. Always enjoy it, Ted. Oh, I saw you had Oh, a- you can find me on uh, on Facebook under John Brittavo, on YouTube, uh, under a blue dot in Texas, on TikTok, on on threads, on Instagram. Uh, we try to keep the message out there, baby. Yeah, I saw you couldn't do your uh, Friday um, beer and bud Friday, but I saw you had a, a live one last night. Last night, yeah. Because, well, the, it, Friday sucked. That's usually what happens. And I meant to do a a, a, a a rant on Saturday. Saturday turned into hell, and I just decided to throw it up in the air. We're just going to do a beer and bud Saturday night. And that's hmm. what we did last night. Had a great had a great out out. Uh, you always do. Did you? Uh, are you going to do yours tonight? Yes. Yeah. All right. So tune in if you're listening. Tune in at at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and on Facebook. The Blue Dot Family will always be live, baby. All right. Come in the room. Get on Discord and join the conversation. Thank you, John. Always glad to have you back. And T, what's happening on down North Carolina Way? Anything anything big in the news? Well, so far, so good. It's not that we didn't have an election uh, Uh this week. So things are kind of smoothing along. Uh, the real tale is going to come with next year's election, I think. Right now, we're kind of, it's a calm before the storm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you had that one you had that one Democrat that flipped a Republican that gave the legislature the supermajority. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, yeah, that was back in the summer. Right. Uh, or was it last fall? But, Either way. But yeah, the, now the mayor, the governor actually is undercut by... Republicans, that's it. Right, but I, I mean, based on what happened in Kentucky and in Pennsylvania and in Ohio and Virginia, do you think the the voters are gonna are gonna fix that? <laughs> I, I am not quite sure. You know, let's hope. Let's hope. I hope so. I really hope so. But I need to dig a little deeper because uh, right now. Uh, our governor is a lame, lame duck governor. But is he? He is can't he, get anything done. Is he up for re-election next year? Is he up for re? Um, I need to look into that. I'm not even sure if he can run again. Actually, there is a um, I forget the guy's name. Shoot, 
but he is actually his lieutenant governor, oh, okay. and he is Republican, and he's running. He's a real Bible thumper. Oh, lovely. Great. Oh, goody. Oh. Just what we need. Just what you need, yeah. exactly, right? Yeah. Well, T, tell people where they can check you out. Uh, you can find me over on Spotify, T Brown1061. Always happy for the conversation. Also, you can find me over on Tickety Top. Right, yeah. uh, T at T underscore bone 1961. Now, every time we have you on, you have a different one. <laughs> I'm expanding my reach. So T underscore bone, what was that? Uh, 1961. 1961. All right. I will put that in the show notes. And thank you, T. Kathy, what's going on San Jose way? Well, we're just waiting for next year's election. Hopefully people are ready and revved up because we need them. We need to, we need to push it and keep our, our, our democratic, you know, state, that's important. Yeah. Also, we're having the the um, the big thing up in San Francisco coming up soon with China. Hmm. What's that? The, the uh, San Francisco is hosting uh, Xi Jinping. Oh, okay. I don't, people haven't really been paying attention to that with I all the other shit storm it. going yes, on. Yes, Biden is. Biden's going to meet with him. Oh. Biden is going to meet with him there. Um, uh, our governor just came back from China, uh, looking into their their um, green energy programs and stuff. He's very he has a, a camaraderie with them hmm. over that. So you know when everybody else is you know fighting and pissing and saying, "Gotta stop these women from getting abortions and get them <laughs> back in the home, put an apron on them." Damn it! You know, we are are you know we're doing something else. We're we're trying to help, um, you know, with uh, the the relationship with China. I'm really glad Newsom is really very proactive. Hmm. They don't pay attention to him a lot, but I think you guys need to keep your ears open. All right. You know, because down the road he's not going to challenge. He won't challenge Biden. He's on his side. So, uh, but for president down the road, I'm sure he'll probably run. Yeah, you know, I was listening to um, Claire McCaskill's MSNBC podcast called How We Win, and they were talking to, to Tim Kaine about the Virginia, yeah. well, the elections in Virginia, and Tim said that basically they contacted the White House back in March and said, hey, you know, we got this guy, the governor, Yunkin, who's got money coming out of his ears spending to try and take the legislature and we need your help. And the white house finally got, came around and started sending Kamala Harris down and Joe Biden down to, to speak and fundraise and everything. And <clears throat> that's how they managed to, to beat them, even though yes. they were well outspent by, by Glenn Youngkin and, and out of state money. Yeah, we've got it. We've got to keep it up. But I mean, but you know, Kamala, that's, that's but, critical you know, for can, us to win. We can credit, you know, Kamala Harris for a lot of work she did. Yeah, God bless her keep Virginia, heart. She keep really Virginia works blue. hard. Yeah, so people people don't give her credit. That's but you know, she dang, get she's a woman of color. Exactly. You know, heaven forbid she doesn't have a voice, right? Right. Well, she's got a big one. Yeah, I know because I've lived in a state where she was, you know, in the government here, 
and she was really good. Yeah. Tough. Tough as nails. That's good. That's good. Well, Kathy, tell people where they can check you out. Uh, you can check me out um, on Facebook at Let's Remember to Never Forget as usual. And Instagram and all the threads and, uh, you know, the others, you know, all those other social medias. And I still spy on, on you know, whatever that thing is called, Twitter, X, whatever. <laughs> but, oh, that is just, it's just garbage. You know, I, I should just throw my trash over there. But, you know, that's all. There's just whores and Bitcoin salesmen yeah. over there, too. So it's terrible. I don't even know why anyone bothers to stay on it anymore because it's just, well, I, don't I mean, it's just, look. I mean, they said he, he's, our, the, he's taken it from a $44 billion company to a $19 billion company. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's his loss, right? Right. You know, Mr. Richie. Richie Rich. But some people, they just can't give it mm-hmm. up, man. You, you know? But I wish he'd go I back wish. to South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I also, I, my um, social media friend is, um, uh, Claire McCaskill. She's great. Um, yeah, we'll get to at that. Claire, I yep, think it's we're gonna, we're Claire M C M or something like that. We're going to get to that in a minute, Kathy. <laughs> All righty. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Kathy. And Joe, what's happening up Scranton Way? Oh, nothing. <laughs> nothing? Oh, nothing no. Joe. Not yeah, move up there. Joe, there's, no, cold. No, there's, yes. there's pretty something. Pretty good something happened this last week up, up statewide. Oh, well, I you said Scranton, but yeah, statewide, we beat back a Trumper Supreme Court nominee, or, uh, Can- candidate. Yes, we did. Who, <laughs> who was hell-bent on uh, hiding the fact that she was a Republican. Right. <laughs> and a Trumper. But uh, you know what? All you had to do is look at her face, mm-hmm. and it said, I kissed Trump's ass all over it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and we got our guy in who... Ran on a endorsements from Planned Parenthood, labor unions, and the law enforcement, mm-hmm. and he That's won true. by a lot. And he is a new liberal Democrat on the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, giving so giving the Democrats a five-two majority on the Supreme Court. Yes, too bad. Yeah, too bad. You're not going to yeah. any elections over here. Well, and it wasn't. He That's just beat her. He, he beat her by ten points. Yeah, he. What's he the name? Her. I can't remember her name. I, I forgot her name, but but it she, was an Italian last name. But yeah. uh, because and as as such, I forgot. Well, she she because was, I <laughs> I don't want to hear about any Italians or Trumpers. Well, her platform right. her platform was to outlaw abortion in in the state of Pennsylvania and to get rid of mail in voting, which failed massively. <laughs> yeah. Good. That's what we have is mail in voting. You you can take it in and go stand in a in a, a voting center if you'd like, or you can go to the registrar of voters in my county, uh, for this area and vote if you'd like. But why, why when you could drop it in the mail and you don't have to put postage on it? Are you kidding me? Yep. Well, I went and voted for the first time in Pennsylvania Tuesday. Outstanding. Uh, and it's a good thing I did because it turns out that the first time you vote in Pennsylvania. You have to show a, uh, an ID, but after you've voted once and do and you do that, you don't have to show ID anymore. That's right. So, so that yeah. should be the law of the land. So yeah. So Joe, you helped me with that because <laughs> I asked you. I remember that big deal back. What was it about twenty fourteen? 
when the, oh, yeah. when the former governor or was it 2012 former governor was trying to make voter ID mandatory in Pennsylvania yes yeah well they actually did right but the and, Supreme Court and turned, it was uh, went to the Supreme Court and they killed it and uh, they killed it but uh, after they they did a stay before they had the hearing uh, but um, in my voting district this was before of course COVID and mail-in in Pennsylvania so I was I walk in me and Barb walk into our our redneck uh, firehouse and this big farmer with blue jeans and, and overalls comes up to me and goes yeah I ID and I looked at him I said yep and I walked right by him <laughs> well yes I do well, yes, I do, but you ain't seeing it, pal. Not so go plow your pig farm, okay? Right. <laughs> and leave me alone. Yeah, mine was in a firehouse too, but I couldn't find. I I had to wander around to find the entrance because because it was on the side, and I kept looking, and there was no signs until you went around the corner to to say that there was a pole. I was like, wait a minute, what? it says on my no. card here this is where I'm supposed to go, but just but so you, just so y'all know, I I I'm only five minutes from downtown Scranton. But I live in Dogpatch. Ah, right. And, uh, Dogpatch, USA. Yes, Dogpatch. And little Abner was there with his little little uh, <laughs> flip pad waiting to see if I had my ID. And I said, I certainly do. And I just kept walking. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, that was the end of that. And he, he's, he sort of stood there with his mouth open like, who would it be? How dare you means, defy his ass? It means I have it in my wallet. And you ain't going to see it. Right. Exactly. And if you try, there's going to be trouble. Yes. Well, you know, we are, yeah. one of the other things, Joe, that happened is we got um, Sarah Emma, Emma, I can't say her last name, Emma Roto as our county executive, which is kind of mm-hmm. like our, our mayor sort of at the county level. And um, she was the bellwether they were watching to see. They said if she wins this race, this is this could be the pretell of what happens in 2024. And she won. And not only did she win, she won pretty big. Yeah. So. Well, you know, we, yes. had, we had a big winner in our family, too. Who's that? Erin Trombley. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did hear oh, that. That's right. right. I heard she won her, her race. In Mo- she was running for uh, town clerk of Moru, New York. And it sounds like a very small uh, office, and it is. But this, she was one of our blue dots before she ran for office the first time. She lost. She didn't give up. She came back this time, and she won in a landslide. She she beat everybody else by thousands of votes in a very small area. So good, we're extremely proud of Aaron Trump. Good, good, good. Yes, and yeah. that's that shows the power when we get behind people, baby. All of us. That's right. Yeah. And Joe, uh, and I'm sure it was conservative too at one time. Yes. And you know who else had a great week? Uh, uh, a really good one was uh, our good buddy Lauren Mayer. Because her son and and uh, daughter in law gave their, gave her a granddaughter. Finally, <laughs> huh? Oh, you can't yeah, beat I'm that sure present. Yeah. No, there you tickled, go. Tickled. Yeah, you so win. she sent me an email and said, "I'm taking a couple of weeks. I'm going. I'm going to Philadelphia uh, to see my new granddaughter. And I don't know if you if you can uh, you yeah, you can yeah. see me." And I said, um, "Well." Let me explain something to you, Lauren. <laughs> driving from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia is about like driving from San Francisco to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a bit a of a stretch. Drive. 
Yeah. However, driving from Scranton to Philly is just a little jaunt down the yeah, down not too bad. turnpike. Yeah. So you might yeah. want to contact her. <laughs> pretty soon, pretty soon we're going to have a train that'll just, go real quick from LA to to San Fran. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, one of the the speed train, you know, one of those two hundred mile an hour trains. Yeah. Oh, look out. Yeah, that well, they they've been trying to do the tunnel in L.A., but it's it's coming along. It's going to take them a while to get it situated, but that's going to be nice. How, how come they got them things out all over the world, everywhere else? Hmm. Well, we don't have a- that's because somebody stopped them from building them. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder yeah. why. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's electric and everything else. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take fuel. Yeah, liquid stuff. You know that the shit that's. Destroying the atmosphere and everything. Yeah. Well, Joe, tell people where they can so check you. Out. Yeah, you can check me out on Facebook and on WordPress, jsanthurst.wordpress.com, and on Mastodon and uh, on Treads. There you All go. All right. There we go. Thank you, Joe. And you can follow me on, not on Twitter, but pretty much anywhere else. <laughs> Spoutable, uh, <laughs> Mastodon, Tim Cormullet at mastodon.social. And uh, on the, the threads and the Instagram. So, <clears throat> and but I'm on Facebook most of the time. But TimCorm.com is website for our show. We're on Apple, Google, Amazon Podcasts. I believe uh, I was informed that by our good buddy Justice that Stitcher no longer exists. Got bought out by SiriusXM Radio. So, uh, and then um, we're on Networks Radio, 6:30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. NetworksRadio.com on RadioForHumans.com Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. We got a great Facebook page. Joe, you run for us and let's do follow. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musically. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow. Hey, Kathy, you already mentioned Claire McCaskill. <laughs> yes, I, I did. I follow, I follow her. On on the news, uh, she's on the news quite often as a you know as a commentator, yeah. uh, commentator. So, um, and she doesn't mince words, you know, which I like about her. And, and she she's not on Facebook anymore, but she is on Instagram. Oh, I didn't. And I don't know about the other the other places, but um, I haven't really checked. Maybe she's on Threads or something. Don't yeah. know. I didn't know. I didn't know she wasn't on Facebook anymore. So uh, she's. It's been um, uh, you know cataloged or whatever uh, it was her as a senator that oh, was her gotcha. last all website right. so she there. is claire cmc on instagram cmc yeah all right thank CMC. you and t who's your social media friend this week ah uh, my social media friend you will like this guy he is the habit he's from youtube habitual line underscore line crosser he is actually a creator over on YouTube. He does videos. He also posts them on TikTok. Uh, he is military. He is a father, um, has a dog, and he likes to say that he is a habitual line crosser because he doesn't mind telling the truth. He's a member of the United States Army. All right. Good for him. Good for him, yeah. And for Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to belated <laughs> to any right. veterans out there it's a line crosser all right all these links will be in the show notes and let's go to uh john ah, my twitter friend of the week is also 
a uh, uh, army member or retired army member. His name is Ty Pinkins. He's running for Senate down in Mississippi, and uh, we have been pushing him on our on our uh, Blue Dot show uh, as one of our two for blue members. I'm really behind this guy. You talk about a, a man with honor. This is the, the kind of person Mississippi needs. Anyway, on Facebook, he uh, posted yesterday, Veterans Day, and uh, he wrote, Today, as I reflect on my time in uniform, I'm filled with an immense sense of pride. Serving my country was an honor, a duty that came with challenges, but also with incomparable rewards. The camaraderie, the shared purpose, and the unwavering commitment to our nation's values, these are the threads that wove our diverse experiences into a single strong fabric. To my fellow veterans, I stand with you not just today, but every day. We have seen the best and worst of times side by side and emerged with a bond that cannot, that time cannot erode. Your sacrifices have not gone unnoticed and your valor not forgotten. He is the winner of a, of a bronze star uh, for valentry in combat. He is running to for the uh, office of Senate down in Mississippi. And, and we are really trying to push him. He is one of my favorite candidates uh, that I, I try to hang on to. Anyway, Ty Pickens down oh, in right. uh, Mississippi. Give him he a look. Give him, him a follow. And, and better yet, make a donation to help get him his ass in office. All right, Ty Pinkins. He, he, he's on Facebook. I'll put the link in the show notes, and we'll go to Joe. My social media friend of the week is uh, Barbara McQuaid yeah, because <clears throat> she's so smart. And she uh, she, uh, she picked up on something I think a lot of people missed uh, in that little Eileen Cannon head, head fake, I call it, <laughs> when she sort of ruled against Trump. But uh, Barbara McQuaid explained uh, everybody missed a little uh, uh, detail that uh, shows her true colors in denying moving the trial date from May, she did move the deadline for um, motions Mm -hmm. from November this month to February. And as Barbara said, yes, sneak, yeah, everybody missed that in that little ruling. But as as she, as Barbara explained, that means that all pretrial motions have been put off for like three months. And inevitably, that means you put off the trial for three months. So now you're looking at August, and you know what's going to happen in August. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, oh, too it's close, too close to the, the election. election. Well, you know what? So she's a sneaky little son of a bitch. But, um, well, you know, I, I, I wish they had – See, and she did it in such a way that it's not – egregious enough to ask for a recusal to to go to the 11th circuit you know she's just it's a death by a thousand cuts mm-hmm. that's what she's doing well and she's uh, been, there's no way i'm going to tell you right now there is no way that trial is ever going to happen before the election well i don't happen. see her as being being so clever i think she's got help Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, I'm you sure know. she has help, but she did yeah. it, and and it was a sneaky little yeah. move. Barbara yeah. McQuaid picked up on it, but I'm going to tell you, I said it before this. There is no way you're going to see that tr- documents trial prior to the election. 
Yeah. Well, oh, I'll no. tell you what, though. I don't ain't going to happen. I'll tell you what, though. I have full faith and credit that Jack Smith is smarter than she is. <laughs> oh, I think he is, too. He well, didn't get to the Hague by accident. Right. Well, I don't know what he – but, you know, they have the ultimate power of scheduling. And unless she does something really like she did last time, uh, he's got to have a lot to go, to go and have a recusal request. Mm-hmm. You know, and that in itself would delay – the entire thing, because then you'd have to get a new judge, and then that judge would have to be brought up to speed on the trial. So that that alone is a problem. There's a lot of lot of my landmines here she has uh, to work with, and she's uh, like I said, death by a thousand cuts. But Barbara McQuaid, you well, picked up on it. You know what though? I have a feeling the judge check-in is not playing these games. And that trial, no, no. that not. trial is going to start on March fourth because jury selection is going to start in February. Yeah, and oh, she's going to start on time. And that trial, she's yeah, going to start on time. And that trial, I believe, mess is, around. I believe that trial is scheduled for four weeks. So, huh. you know, by the by the beginning of April, we're probably going to have a verdict. And I can tell you, a jury in D.C. <laughs> they, oh, <laughs> lordy, lordy, lordy. I don't care how they pick them. They're going to, you know, they're going to pick them right. Yeah. So, so that's going to be, that's going to be good. Yeah. He's, he's going to claim he, he, that, um, he can't get a fair trial in DC. I'm telling you, but because he has no friends in DC, <laughs> even Republicans hate him in DC for what he did to the city when he was yeah. in the white house. So, but anyway, uh, so, all right. All right. So Joe, Barber, and where does, where does Georgia stand? Uh, as don't far know. as dates. I don't know, but we'll we'll have to see. Barb McQuaid on Facebook. My understanding was that was oh. scheduled for sometime around March or April too, but uh, oh, they're saying okay. that thing is going to take four months to try. So, who knows? But anyway, uh, my social media friend this week is the Sisters in Law podcast, and as uh, I pick them, I, I usually pick a person, but this time I picked their podcast because I really enjoy it. And it's Joyce Vance, Joe Winebanks, Barb McQuaid, and Kimberly Atkins Store. Pull back the curtain on how our government actually works. Take take on the cor- the corrupt. Share their wisdom and give us their rulings in the latest in politics, law, and culture. And um, Barb McQuay posted on Threads this, and I wanted to mention this too, uh, even though I'm picking their podcast because you picked Barb, Joe. <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. she said, uh, GOP lawmakers are suing Michigan to block state constitutional amendment f- to reproductive wa- rights, a ballot initiative approved by voters arguing that voters cannot create new rights. They fail to understand the basic concepts of democracy. And I say... Amen. Amen. Because this argument that God gives, gives them the right to, to tell people whether they can have an abortion or not, and this whole thing about them arguing now, they're going to argue in Ohio that the, the vote on Tuesday, the constitutional amendment, violates the U.S. Constitution because it gives women a super right that the legislature has no control over. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go anywhere in court. <laughs> you know? Explain, explain to me. So you sent it back to the states. So states could make the decision. States make the decision. And then you don't like the decision. that the That's right. Make. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the bottom yeah, line is, but their, but their argument is going to be, they sent it back to the state legislature, not the, not the will of the voters. <laughs> right. I'm telling they you, that's their They don't want to hear that. that. Right. That might, that might change their, their little plan. Yeah. Well, this is just some BS because 
Because, um, you know, I'm sorry, but it's claiming that God gave, God gave you the right to tell women what they can do with their reproductive lives, you know, is just bullshit. <laughs> so It's arrogant. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty basic and it, you know, it, it goes out from there. It's, you it's, know, if they can do that to women, what are they going to do to the rest of the people? Right. Well, the article said, I mean, they're, I guess they're so pissed off that they're going to try to put this on the ballot every election in Ohio to try to overturn it. Oh, wow. God. So Ohio has got some real problems. It's like they don't ever uh, see anything other than Fox spews. No. You know what Ohio's biggest problem is? Is that it's gerrymandered so bad that Republicans have a have a, their ruling from the minority. Oh, I know. I have I have people on my page that are from Ohio and you know they're they're liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Come they, on. I mean I live 45 you minutes know. from the Ohio border, so <laughs> right. Jeez. So uh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. The way that they're doing this, here's the danger to the other states. If they decide that the voters don't have a right to change things in their own state, then what about if they all vote for 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 um sorry for um Joe Biden? Are they going to ignore that vote? If they can, they will. Authorization? That if yeah, they could, they would. Exactly. I mean, we saw that in 2020. If they could, they would. And they're they're checking the water to see if they can mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah. Well, and remember Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the popular, like Democrats with and, the popular vote. You know, the, the electoral college, because if you're a red state, you know, you just don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's fucked. Yeah. Excuse my French, but, well, you know, that's where it is. Yep. And we'll give all of our social media friends the applause. <laughs> and we'll start off with George Stephanopoulos putting the screws to Steve Scleese. Can you say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen? Well, what I've told you is there are states that didn't follow their laws. That is what the state constitution, the U.S. Constitution requires. Uh, you know, I've seen in my own state where we had to send our elections commissioner to jail years ago for fraud and corruption. And we cleaned up our act in our state. Every state ought to follow the laws that are on their books. And That's what the U.S. Constitution says. They didn't. Can you say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen? Look, Joe Biden's president. I know you and others want to talk about 2020. We're focused on the future. We've talked about 2020. (laughs) We're talking about how to get our country back on track, how to get our economy moving, how to stand up to the bad actors around the world. He is not slowing down in China. He's looking at Taiwan. You see what's going on in Russia. You see what Iran is doing to work with Hamas and other terrorist organizations. This administration needs to pick up the pace. Uh, they're not standing up to the bad actors of the around oh, really? the, world, the world. They need to. Oh, We're passing bills to address this through the House. The Senate Better needs to nowhere. take action. The president needs to take action as well. Yeah, but yeah, Congressman, I know that Joe Biden is president. Yep. I'm asking you a different question. Can you say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen? What I've told you, and you've you've seen <laughs> this, there are states that didn't follow the laws that mm-hmm. are on their books which is what the U.S. Constitution says they have to do. So you, ref- so you just refuse to say unequivocally that the 2020 election was not stolen? So do you want to keep rehashing 2020? We're talking I just about want an answer to the question, yes or no. To this country. <laughs> we've asked, look, we've talked about this before, but again, will you acknowledge that there were states that didn't follow the actual state legislative enacted no. laws on their books, which the no. U.S. Constitution says they're supposed to do? 
No, I know that every single, I know that every court that looked at whether the election was stolen said it wasn't, rejected those claims. And I asked you a very, very simple question. Now I've asked it, I think, the fifth time that you can't appear to answer. Can you say unequivocally that the 2020 election you, was not stolen? I told stolen? you there were, a handful, there, were a handful of, there were a handful of states that didn't follow their laws. The rest did. The rest followed. And again, states that Trump won, states that Biden won that did follow their laws. There were a handful of states that didn't follow the laws that run the books. They went to secretaries of state to change the rules of the game. And then the voters didn't know what the rules were because ultimately the state laws weren't followed in those states. That's not what the U.S. Constitution says. At some point, we should go back to following the Constitution, George. The the courts have all followed the Constitution. They all rejected the claims you just made. And I I just want to say again, for the record. Or they said there was no standing. You tossed this. You tossed this. The 2020 election was not stolen. Yes or no, was the 2020 election stolen? Yeah. What, uh, what I told you is Joe Biden's the president of the United like States, this. and right now he's failing the country on so many fronts that matter to families. We're talking about what matters to families today. You can keep talking about 2020. I'm talking about what's what's wrong with our country today, how to fix the problems, how what's to secure America's border. You don't want to talk about that because Democrat mayors across yes. the country are talking about how broken our border is to the yeah, point where people on oh, the terrorist watch list we have from some of these hostile countries are coming into our country today, not just bringing drugs that are killing young people, uh, but people that actually want to do us harm. And this president won't take action. We passed legislation to fix this problem, to secure our border. The president doesn't want to negotiate with us or with Democrat mayors who are telling him it's a major problem to big cities like New York that we should all be concerned about. So the president can keep talking about the past. You can. We're going to talk about the future and how to help these families who are struggling across America with high gas prices, high prices oh, really? when they go to the grocery store, every what other problem that they're the concerned about. That's what we're focused on down. in this house. Name one bill that you put on the floor to help people in this None. country. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Nothing. And the reason that the Senate and the president haven't put, haven't, taken seriously the stupid border stuff you're passing is because it's BS. It is. You know, and that, that's, a, that's the just their thing. John, say that. They, they, they talk about the, the border. Just of, to, of Republican voters. They're not going to uh, go check out anything Steve Scalise said. They, they don't give a shit. They don't read. They don't watch other things. They, they, they listen to, you know, these, these right wing which is becoming a big thing now. There's all these Univision and and Newsmax and and they rely Fox on that News. old old adage, uh, which the line says you can fool some of the people all the time. Yes, that's that, that's them. That's them. That for sure. Well, I don't know if you guys saw oh. this week, but Brian Stelter, who used to be on CNN, has wrote this new book and was all over all over the the news this week, being interviewed by these you know by the, all the shows yeah. and. You know, his whole book is about how when Fox News stopped telling the big lie, their viewership went to bull- went to crap. And, and all those people turned to Newsmax and to, you know, OAN and whatever they other will, source. They will search out their bullshit. The, to, to, so whoever will tell them what they want to hear. Yes. And right. so Fox News had to basically turn around and go back to bullshit to, lie to, get, to, to get their yeah. to get their viewers back you know so 
I don't know. And then I didn't know there was a show called Inside Politics Sunday with Manu Raju on CNN. But I came across this clip, I guess because I don't really watch CNN. But but he was interviewing George Santos of all people. <laughs> oh, oh gee. well, he's special. Oh. And I'm going to play this because this is just some downright right hilarious bullshit. <laughs> And it's two clips I put together from this interview. Congressman Santos now admits that he's never graduated from college, wasn't a volleyball star, and did not work at Goldman Sachs. But he told me he still plans to prove that one of his most seemingly outlandish claims is actually true. That despite being raised Roman Catholic, his mother's family is Jewish. And his grandparents did flee Ukraine during the Holocaust. He made the claim about his heritage several times throughout his campaign, once referring to himself in a campaign document as a proud American Jew. But last December, CNN and other outlets reviewed genealogy sites that showed his maternal grandparents were born in Brazil. Huh, found no think? evidence that they ever lived in or fled from Europe. Huh. Here's what he told me on Friday. Okay. It's true. It's true. Oh, it's true. Uh-huh. I, I took, I, I spent the last 10 months DNA hiring genealogists. Oh. To there's no, I don't think there's any, is there, are there documentation of this? Oh, that's what I spent the last 10 months doing, putting together. But unfortunately, oh. Ukraine is in the middle of a freaking war. And my grandfather comes from Ukraine. Oh. So oh, this right, is, this right, is right. the biggest uh, uh, lift that I've had to do my entire life. But that's something I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to prove before I die. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is I never said I was Jewish. I would always joke for years. I say I'm Jewish. I was raised Roman Catholic. I said that in the middle of RJC. Just last year, a year from today, just last year uh, in Las Vegas, I joked on the mic, said, I am, after all, Jewish, joking. Everybody thought it was funny. Everybody knew what I was talking about, where I was coming from. And then for me to sit here and be like, wait, this is something I've always made very clear. I'm Catholic, come from a Jewish family. Here's my Jewish family's history. Why is this now a problem? But you, just to make clear, you have documented proof that you're grandparents fled the Hulk. I am working on finishing getting the last pieces oh, of it, yeah, I'm specifically sure the piece in Brazil mm-hmm. where they go to Brazil and then have documents forged so that they can blend in and, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and once I have everything ready, I will allow the same <laughs> liar, company liar, I hired to liar, submit liar, the report to the test, uh, with Whoa. glee because that is going to be that one thing that I'm going to be able to say, I never intended to hurt anybody. I never wanted anybody to feel like mm-hmm. I misrepresented myself like or my family's heritage. That's I, I, I will not cards. stop working until I have every single part of that put oh, together. Have plenty of time in prison to work on that. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, <laughs> As a human being, have I made mistakes? Have I and have I owned up to them? Yes, I have. Oh, but really? it feels like everybody wants to obsess over that. I, I wish But it's hope. kind of important, right? Well, like well, what it you is said important. about your past. No, look, mean, it's important, Manu. It would be also important if every single person in this building with a glass house stopped throwing stones at other people and started looking at themselves. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure or there's a lot of things baby, that these yeah. guys don't talk yeah. about themselves that they would hate for me to come here and sit and talk to sure. you about. There's so many more questions that can be asked, but you all insist on going down the same path. But it's important because it's your important. voters your voters thought they were electing Manu, one person. Nobody elected me. Nobody elected me because I played volleyball or not. Nobody elected me because I graduated college or not. People elected me because I said I'd come here to fight the swamp. I'd come here to lower inflation, create oh, really? more jobs, make life more affordable, and the commitment to America. That's why people voted for and anybody. To say that and they have you done any of like anybody's biography. I can beg you this. Nobody knew my biography. Nobody opened my biography who voted for me in the campaign. But you, but you acknowledge, though, 
fabricating large portions of your life. So why did that? I'm just wondering, people want to know why. Manu, why did he do Manu, it? we've gone through this. I've gone through this on Pierce Morgan. I've gone through sure. this with Eric But it's Burnett. still a question. Like, it's still I get a question. It. How about we talk? Look, we are. We know all but the things But can you just answer get. me, but why, but why? I've already told you this. It's insecurity, stupidity. I don't know. Look, I'm human. We make mistakes. I've apologized and I will continue to apologize profusely for this. And and with remorse, I look, I am the first one to jump and say, I messed up. I made a mistake. Let me fix this. Yeah, go with Exactly. And he is. And here's the question oh. I have for that bullshit. I would like to see a, a, a reporter ask Mr. Santos when he says, I joke and say I'm Jew-ish. Jew-ish. Okay. Ish. All right. Explain to me what you think Jew-ish is. What do you, how do you define that? What, what, what are your parameters for, for what do you think a Jew is? And Let's I have a question come out of his freaking mouth. And I have a question. Yeah, a lot of people fled to Brazil and got new documents. Yeah, a lot of Yahtzees did too. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Hey. I think Jewish. you make a very good point, T. So he may be Nazi-ish. Hmm, Nazi-ish. Yeah. I would ah. probably go more believing that than anything else. <laughs> yeah, and and also is Santos his real name? Right, because if it is, I thought it was. That is, I thought it was. That Anthony. has nothing to do with Jewish. I thought it was. That Anthony has more DeVolder. to do with with Spanish. Was it Anthony Devolder or Katara Ravish? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Oh god, he's oh, just so full. Of he's it. too much. He's so full of it. And then they, of course, they didn't vote him out. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, god, no, they didn't. They had no, the opportunity to, but they were they they well. You know, there were some Democrats that did not vote to expel him. And the reasoning being, I understand, is because they want the House to finish their investigation to him up on him and, and then present the results. They don't want to jump the gun because it would set precedence for the Republicans to do the same damn thing. Well, and, and if, he goes to tr- if he goes to trial and is convicted of all the charges he's, he's been indicted for, you know, he's going to have to resign. I mean, you can't. He's stay gonna, yeah, he's Does gonna he go bye bye. Well, you, I mean, you well, can't. You yeah. can't serve in Congress from prison. <laughs> no, no, they usually he's make them locked up. Look, that guy, that one Republican, that was in the House that got indicted. Once he was convicted, uh, who it was uh, John Boehner, I think, or or one of them, I forget who was Speaker at the time, but they they forced him to resign. But you oh, know, what, you know, you know what though? Or was know, it Kevin you know, McCarthy? You know they have in prison that will really be good for him. Oh, what's that? A volleyball team. Oh, volleyball. there you go. Yes, they have volleyball. Yes, yeah. yes. He's used with a little moving around. There'll be prison, prisons vying to see who gets him. Yeah. Well, then, uh, Morning Joe had a little uh, a little bit to say about, uh, about uh, Chris Christie getting booed. Your anger. Your anger. Your anger against the truth is reprehensible. 
Well, there you go. Preach it, brother. Presidential candidate Chris Christie over the weekend responding to the boos and jeers from pro-Trump crowd at the GOP Freedom Summit. The Freedom Summit. They call it the Freedom Summit. You've got a guy at the Freedom Summit. You got a guy that they're praising in Donald Trump that has talked about terminating the Constitution. A guy who is saying he's going to arrest people just because he wants to arrest them. Said he's going to arrest General Mark Milley. He loves the says, J6 choir. Says, says he's going to arrest uh, Ty Cobb, his former attorney, just because, just because the Freedom Summit. Those people are jokes. Every one of them that booed are jokes. Uh, and he goes out. Yeah, you're they right. Showed up on he the goes steps out of the Capitol, and he has the the people who pummeled police officers with American flags right. that he right. praises. That he calls hostage. How sick? How sick do you have to be to actually go to an event and boo somebody for criticizing Donald Trump at the quote Freedom Summit? Mm-hmm. How sick do you have to be to praise a man who supports rioters who beat the hell out of cops mm-hmm. and led to the death of four police officers? If you ask their families, led to the death of four police officers, and yet. They say they support freedom. No, it's just the opposite. They support a tyrant, Mm -hmm. a guy who's promised he wants to suspend the Constitution, and a guy who has said, I'm going to just start arresting people after I'm elected president of the United States. Also found liable of being a massive fraudster, and that's what will go next. Well, and a judge also, judge saying he's a rapist. But they're, I guess, that freedom to rape, is that what they support? Porn star. Do you like that? I mean, seriously, how low can you go? So Donald Trump is scheduled to take the stand today in all 200. Yes, well, they're absolutely right. I mean, they're going to boo anybody who speaks against Donald Trump because they're in the cult. Right. Bottom line, they're not going to switch. They are. They are. They are. Speaks against their Lord and Savior. That's right. They are deep in the Kool-Aid, man. You know, and if they remove him, like in Colorado, if they were to remove him for the ballot from the ballot, they'd write him in. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know they would. And that thing yeah. that happened in Minnesota with the chief judge, you know, saying, "Oh well, we can't keep Trump off the ballot." That's some bullshit. <laughs> she's just afraid. Yeah, keep she's she's afraid. She's afraid of his cult members. That's what it is. So sure. she's going to pass that the buck. Seems to be the problem. She's going to pass the buck onto onto the Supreme Court. You know. Oh, we can't keep him off a primary ballot. So, what's up with that state to right the thing? Right. Hey. So, anyway. the state should decide. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, well, what happened to states' rights? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and what's then up? and then this whole thing with this Project Twenty Twenty Five T. You've been doing a great job preaching about that. Uh, oh, good T. Good. But uh, but Isaac Arnsdorf, is Washington Post reporter, was on and uh, with Mika Brzezinski and said this. Welcome back. A new report from The Washington Post reveals former President Donald Trump and his allies have started mapping out specific plans to use federal government, the federal government, to punish his critics and opponents if he wins a second term in the White House. The plan has been dubbed Project 2025, and the Post reports that Trump has named individuals he wants to investigate or prosecute. 
Those people include former Chief of Staff John Kelly, former Attorney General Bill Barr, former Attorney Ty Cobb, former Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman General Mark Milley. That's according to people who have talked to Trump and spoke on the condition of anonymity. A person familiar with the matter said Trump has also talked about prosecuting officials at the FBI and Justice Department. Additionally, the Post reports the former president's associates have drafted plans to potentially invoke the Insurrection Act on his first day in office to allow Trump to deploy the military against civil demonstrations. Joining us now is one of the co-authors of that new report, national political reporter at the Washington Post, Isaac Arnsdorf. Isaac, thank you so much for reporting on this. Uh, tell us what else the former president plans to do if he wins re-election. Well, simply put, he wants revenge. He wants to use the power of the federal government to punish his critics. And what's the crime that they committed? It's the crime of criticizing Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, and But the big takeaway from our reporting is not just that he is saying this, it's that the people who are around him who are angling for a job in his second term uh, are starting to come up with detailed implementation plans to actually do that. So that means that they will be staffing the White House with people who will carry out those orders and that they will be eliminating the traditional insulation between the White House and the Justice Department to clear the way for Trump and his aides to be directly involved in criminal prosecutions. Isaac, one of the other really uh, gra attention-grabbing parts of your story is the Insurrection Act, uh, which of course hasn't been uh, invoked in quite some time, to say the least. And we know that the president and President Trump and his team considered it in the summer of 2020 during the George Floyd protests, which in many cases became anti-Donald Trump protests. Uh, but you've got new reporting that suggests that they might try to invoke it again soon after taking office to, I assume, quell the uprisings that would be against his election and inauguration. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, how serious is this? Do they Are they confident it could survive legal challenges? And frankly, just how unprecedented it would be. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this is another thing where Trump has actually said publicly that he regrets not deploying the military in the summer of 2020. And if given another chance, he will not hesitate. So uh, his associates, uh, specifically Jeffrey Clark, uh, the former Justice Department official uh, who viewers will remember as co-conspirator four in the federal case uh, and a co-defendant in the Georgia case. Uh, Jeffrey Clark is hearing this and is, is uh, starting to work on a plan on day one, uh, prepare a justification to invoke the Insurrection Act, which would empower the president to deploy the military domestically against civil unrest, temporarily suspending posse comitatus. And you know, you could you could try that uh, to challenge that in court, but you know, the reality on the ground would be uh, not exactly martial law, but something in the neighborhood. No, it would be martial wow. law exactly. Yes, it would be. It would be martial law, law but because. Because posse comitatus is what prevents the the president from using the U.S. military to, and for domestic uses. They right. they are designed for overseas fighting wars overseas. The National Guard is what's designed for dealing with domestic for, issues. For domestic and the only way he can do that, the only way he can yeah. get around posse comitatus, is to invoke the Insurrection Act. Then he can right. put U.S. troops on the streets. 
of, yeah. of this they, he wants to control the women's march. Well, and you know you what know, else? We came out the day after the election marching with pink hats on. Yeah, and you know what? Also, I had a light bulb come on this week, and I don't know if you guys have, have gone here yet, uh, but this whole thing with Tommy Tuberville keeping all these, you know, blocking all these senior positions in the military Ugh. from being confirmed <clears throat> speaks that Donald Trump told him. He says it's about this abortion policy, but I'm starting Bullshit. to think that Donald Trump told him to block all those not, all those conferments so that if he wins the White House, he can then fill all the senior positions in the military with people who will swear an allegiance to him and ignore, ignore the Constitution and the law. Yeah, it's crossed my mind. The only oh, yeah. thing missing from Project 2025 are the words re-education camps. Right. Oh, he's already right. said that. Oh, yes. He's said that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, he said, you know, all these homeless people will set up camps, you know, right. to take care of them. Yeah, that, those are called re-education camps. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? If they're really bad, he can kill them. You know, they can they can do gas chambers. Yep. You know, put it in your in the back of your mind that, you know, he is quite a fan of, of Hitler. Right. Well, Joe, hey, if you steal some bubble gum out of the store, we'll shoot you dead. Exactly. Yeah, we'll shoot Don't you with a damn no. assault rifle. Who cares about bubble gum? If you say anything bad about Donald Trump, we'll shoot you dead. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you guys remember at the beginning of the Russian-Ukraine war how um, dumb news people would walk up to people in Russia and ask them, what do you think about this? And the guys in black with the black bands would pull up snatch them away, and the reporter be standing there going, I just don't know what this happened. Right. Exactly. Right. Think about that here. Yep. Whatever happened to the Nazis, he went in there, he said he was going to Ukraine to get rid of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where'd they go? No, he's using, he's using the same <laughs> language as They're Trump. in Congress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, they're in Congress yeah, is right. There you go. Well, Joe, are you ready to see what's happening down in the clown car garage? What's going on in the clown car, Joe? Oh, please, we want to hear. Let's do it. I think we have, oh, oh, it's a a survey. Oh, a survey. Okay, well, here we go. Maslini the Great presents the Republican imbecilities. Yep, it's a real word. I looked it up. A parody of... The Beverly Hillbillies. Tonight's special guest star, that man who reminds you of every frat boy you ever despised in college, Matt Gates. Tonight's sponsors, Trojans and Valtrex, for the congressman with everything, including herpes. And now, here's Matt Come and listen to my story of a schmuck named Gates, a pro-Trump asshole with a penchant for young dates. Elected to the Congress in 2016, a good time for him to start with his philandering. With prostitutes, that is. Ladies of the night. He may have traveled with some hookers on a big airliner. Golly gee, it turns out that one could have been a minor. Showed the naked pictures to his colleagues on the hill, while also voting down a human trafficking bill. Yep. The only House member to oppose it makes you think. When you have to pay for sex, make sure they're clean and 18. Though in your case, it's more likely she'll end up with VD. And don't cross any state lines, that's a federal crime. That's why the DOJ is after you this time. (laughs) And don't think we forgot about how you peddled the election lie. 
So if you're a single woman, Gates ain't likely your soulmate. Though with trips to the Bahamas, he is not a real cheapskate. And he does resemble Jethro that much no one can debate. Would you rather have a hillbilly or Gates on your next date? I'll pass on both. <laughs> you want to know why? Bad dates. The jury is still out on this politician's fate. But I know most Democrats would like to see checkmate. And here's a punishment that will force him to abstain. Lop off that pecker, he'll be the master of his domain. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now it's time to say goodbye to Matt and all his kin. Just shut off that there TV set if you see them checking in. You're better off watching Granny, Ellie, May, Jed, and Jethro than wasting another minute with these Republican assholes. Pitiful <laughs> it is. Hypocritical and despicable. Don't vote them back in, you hear? It's been a film waste presentation. Now, Joe, I know that sounded like you, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was not me. <laughs> that was not me. No. But uh, what we did, I mean, there were a lot of polls this week. Remember last week there was that, that New York Times poll that said everybody likes uh, to kill democracy and everything? Yeah. You mean, so, yeah, so this is the Republican Hillbillies poll? Well, well we went out. Yeah, we went out. To Appalachia, uh, and uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, the presidential election is now less than a, a year away, and uh, poll after poll trying to predict who will win. But the clown car analytics decided to conduct its own poll. Ah. Yes, so we asked likely 2024 Republican voters their opinion okay. on several subjects. They have opinions, okay? Yes, and 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 here are the results. Do you want a drum roll? Okay, well, let's yeah. let's see. Um, this was not the first. Well, first a question. Right. We asked Nikki Haley is currently running for the Republican nomination for president. In right. your opinion, what was her most important role prior to this? Now here here's what we got. Twenty percent of respondents said the governor of South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 20% said yeah. ambassador yeah, of the yeah, United yeah. Nations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. 10% said uh, being a representative in the South Carolina House. Okay. Yes. But 50% said the, the Wicked Witch of the West and the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> that was the one. There that was go. the one they picked. 50%. All right. Let's see the next one. Okay, the next question was, what is Vivek Ramaswamy? <laughs> Punchable? <laughs> Idiot? Uh, wait, 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 wait. So, okay. You know, Dumbass? No? Well, well, you know, 10% said an American entrepreneur. 10% said a presidential candidate. Yeah, how much? 10% said founder of a pharmaceutical company. But 70% said a toe infection. Toenail infection? A toe infection. Yes, yes, that's what it is. I've had Vivek Raswami, and I had to go to the doctor for that. Yeah, yeah. They have, they have uh, you know, antibiotics and stuff now. Yeah. Antifungals. Yes, yes, for toenail infection. Okay, we asked them, what is your favorite beverage? 5% said Rebel Yell Bourbon. 
Yeah, yeah. Five percent said Southern Shine Original. Oh. Yeah, never heard of these. Five percent said Old Granddad. Old Granddad. Yeah, Old Granddad. Eighty-five percent said the Kool Aid served at Trump rallies. That's it. That's it. Tastes like the winner. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, let's get to next. Then we asked, in your opinion, what is your biggest concern heading to the polls next year? Oh, okay. Yeah. 5% said illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 5% said gun rights. Right, 5% said government regulations. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah. yeah. But 85% said the police pulling me over and finding the crack in my glove compartment. Oh. Yeah. yeah right. right. It's a concern. It's a yeah. concern. It could yeah. happen to anybody. You, to, you might not get to vote that day. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. On your way to the polls, there you are. Got busted with the crack. Oh, yeah. There you go. Your crack right. Okay, we asked, what in your opinion is the biggest threat to your way of life in the next four years? Okay. This is a big question, you know? And 1% said gay marriage. Okay. Gay marriage. It's going to Oh, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. 2% said transgender rights. Oh, that's I said, yeah. You don't know who. You don't know who. No, keep them out of our bathrooms. Okay. 2% said Black Lives Matters. Who said that? But 95% said toothpaste. Toothpaste. Oh, what are they toothpaste for? Oh, oh, fuck out. You can't put that stuff in your mouth. Oh, oh my God. God. That's nasty. <laughs> oh, nasty. Oh. Keep in mind, we're going along the Blue Ridge Mountains here. Right, okay. In your opinion, what was Donald Trump's greatest accomplishment? Uh, oh, we got some good Wait, answers here. Five percent said building a business empire. Fraudulent? Fraudulent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny too. Five percent being elected president. Oh, okay. Oh. That either you did a bad job. Five percent said having a successful television show. Okay. Eighty-five percent said corn dogging a porn star. That's it. That's That's it. He got a porn star. Have you? Corn dogging. How about mushrooming? Right. (laughs) Yes, that was three seconds. She said. Yes. I don't know why that did twice. It's because what was your primary source of news is oh, the next question. right. Oh. What is your primary source of news? 2% said Newsmax. Oh, okay. 5% said Breitbart News Network. Trump's lawyers. Yeah. 5% said Fox News. Mm-hmm. 88% said my crack dealer. Right. Yeah. That's the guy. He's everything. Yes, he does. Yeah, did you hear? Including the price of crack. Well, you know, Trump's, right. law- Trump's lawyer uh, told the judge about, you know, something he read on Breitbart. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. And that's that's the, that's the, the Bible. Right. It's on the internet, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Right. Okay, as far as your hopes for your family in the future, what is your most important concern? Okay. For your family. Yes. 5% said national security. Okay. Yeah. 1% said safeguarding our neighborhoods. Oh, okay. Yeah. 1% said inflation. Okay. 
Yes. 93% said my kid graduating eighth grade before he turns 18. That's it. It's a concern. It is a concern. worried about this shit. It's getting too big. He's going to miss that football scholarship. Well, when you're uh-huh. afraid of toothpaste, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have uh, too much time in the classroom. You're gonna you're gonna be out with, out uh, with missing teeth, you know. So yeah. Well, you know, they don't have dentists anyway. Yeah, right, toothpaste. Yeah, right. So. Uh, so we asked, what book influenced your political views the most? Book. I know. This book. Is book? <laughs> yeah, book. Oh my God. Book. A book. book on, you mean book well, on? Yeah, we got some answers. You mean book on tape? <laughs> Well, yeah, right. Well, you know, coloring books. I don't know. Yeah, coloring uh, books. Yeah. 10% books. said Atlas Shrugged. 10%? 10%. Yeah. I guess some of them actually read Ayn uh, Ay- 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 Rand, yeah. Oh, okay. 4% said The Fountainhead. Oh, Another okay. Ayn Rand yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. 1% said Anthem. Okay. Another Ayn Rand classic. Uh, but 85%. 85. 85. 85 said Mein Kampf. Yeah, his struggle. His struggle is, uh, you know, he's going to jail for us because right. we committed all those crimes, not him. Right. right. For us. And oh. the last question. Yes. In your opinion, how do you see the country right now? Okay. Yes. One percent said heading in the, the right direction. Okay. Five percent said heading in the wrong direction. One percent said not sure. I don't know. Ninety-three percent said spinning since my last hit on my crack pipe. Ah, yeah. There you go. Oh, That's all they say. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, don't oh, the room's going around in circles. All right. I don't get it. There you go. Oh, oh that was great, Joe. Well, you know, that was a Republican survey. We didn't we didn't go to any Democrats. Well, what do they know? Oh, they, what do they know? They they are all into this democracy shit. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah they, all this democracy stuff. Like yeah, we yeah. can't. Constitution. But they don't have a crack dealer. Right. right. <laughs> no, they but don't. Joe, they was, don't have to worry about getting pulled over on yeah, election day. That's like, right. Yeah, that was that was great, Joe. Loved it, loved it, loved it. <laughs> oh my god! But it's—I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like literally—it's like Earth too. You watch these Trump rallies; these people are on Earth too. And yes, you know, I, when, I don't—I don't get it. Like, I—I don't—I don't—I can't watch it anymore. Did you? you know? Well, did you see? He claimed to have tens of thousands of people at his venue that only held five five thousand. Yeah, yeah. I don't—I think his crowds are getting a little bit smaller nowadays. Yeah, I said it's the same fifty people. Yeah, who as they away. walk away. It's the same 50 people who follow him around from rally to rally, and they they put them all crowded up right behind him to make it look like it's crowded. <laughs> yes, so. yes. And they had someone. Um, they had someone at one of his rallies. They interviewed her, and she said, "I have to, I have to ha- teach my children about our Lord and Savior Don- Donald Trump." To oh, which goodness. I thought, "I hope to God your pa- your children keep your grandchildren away from you, because that's yeah." teach my grandchildren uh, no yeah please don't yeah well you know i mean this is the thing it's like I, I mean that was one of the one of the really good things about tuesday's election is they said that the moms for liberty folk got voted out across the board yep. off yes. the school boards you know because parents are they're sick of this shit you know that's why glenn Youngkin ran on that on this whole thing about crt and schools and blah 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 and all of that, and he convinced those suburban moms, but after two years, 
you know, I mean, the, they they flipped on him, and people are sick of it. They're sick of the book banning. They're sick of all this crap, you know, and they're just ugh. I'm so glad that that that, that was the outcome to you. It's the it's the tyranny of the minority. Mm-hmm. It's like one yep. one mother complains to the school district and they have to remove the book. You know, uh, a minority of of people vote in the majority of the Senate, so we have gridlock. Mm-hmm. You know, we gerrymander districts. It, it is the tyranny of the minority. Right. And that's why they hate democracy, because they don't want the majority to win. That's right. That's And that's why they're bellyaching about, you know, the the abortion votes in Ohio and, and Michigan, you know? Sure. So, and uh, so Elliot Honig was on with, uh, on CNN, talking about Trump's being on the stand, which that was just Monday. <laughs> oh, good Lord. 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 Here by the state because, you know, for fraud, for inflating the value of his properties. They've already been found liable for fraud. The state's attorneys have been basically asking him about his valuations, and he's saying, if anything, they were too low at this point. He's saying that (laughs) under oath on the witness stand when he's already been found liable for fraud for overvaluing them. It is a very risky tack to take here. He's not even saying the values we submitted were accurate. He's saying they were vastly understated, which is taking a very big swing. I also think the AG's office is setting up a little bit of a trap, perhaps, for Donald Trump, or a tension between two different defenses that we're hearing. Do you know or do you not know? Because on the one hand, he's saying, well, we're going to bring in the big bankers. They're the ones who do everything. On the other hand, he's saying, but I know what it's all worth. It's worth a billion dollars, Mar-a-Lago, for example. So those two uh, defenses are sort of in tension with one another. I'm, I'm just looking more to this point, kind of, of what he said, his, his take on his, in, his description of his involvement in these financial statements. And it seems somewhat, from the quotes coming out, like a word salad on the stand. I'll read just some of them for you, Karen. I thought the apartment was high. We changed it. He said earlier, he said he thought that the, that the values were off on his financial statements at times, both high and low. Ultimately, he said Mar-a-Lago was underestimated, as we've discussed, as we heard him say outside of court. And then he goes on. I thought 40 Wall Street was very underestimated for its tremendous value. The attorney, um, one of the for the state, the, Kevin Wallace, one of the attorneys, appeared visibly surprised when Trump said he perceived both high and low valued assets on financial statements, pausing to review a transcript before asking Trump to evaluate, to elaborate. So really what he's doing is he's saying, I was familiar. I looked at the documents. I thought some were high, some were low. That's very different than what Don Jr. and Eric said, right? They were basically saying, well, that was somebody else. I'm not really sure, Mm -hmm. right? What Trump is saying, no, no, I knew. I thought this was too high. I thought this was too low. He is admitting here that he was intimately involved in the valuation. I think that is as significant as whatever his answer is of what the numbers are. Here by the state because, you know, for fraud, for inflating the value. Oh, something's weird with my soundboard's playing clips twice. (laughs) But yeah. I just think Miami-Dade ought to take him for his word if he says Marlardo is worth $1.5 billion. Tax him on $1.5 billion. Right. Right. Yeah, that word. would be nice. Well, you know, I mean, everything I've heard, they said that basically he he did himself no favors on the stand. You know, the word salad on the stand is what he called it. So, but yeah, I mean, and 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 by the way, why would you go off on rants on a judge 
who's already found you guilty of fraud and then is going to yes. determine how much you have to pay in fines to the state. And you he call him guilty. names. Already he is guilty. They just need to, to figure out how much he owes. So he can come back later and, and, and complain, whine and cry about how much they persecuted him and how much they, 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 they you know, it, it's, it all plays into his whole big act. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. oh yeah. well, it's such a bore. Yeah. And then Letitia James, uh, Spoke after uh, after the tr- the trial was over on Monday, and Barb McQuaid, actually Joe, your friend, <laughs> social media friend, was uh, was on MSNBC talking when this happened. Numbers that they have escalated are not close calls. You, you know, imagine if you owned a house valued at a hundred thousand um, dollars. You know, maybe it's worth a hundred, maybe it's ninety, maybe it's a hundred and ten. But here they were e- exaggerating the, the the claims by a factor of twenty three. So you know, your hundred thousand dollar house isn't worth $2.3 million. And that's the kind of representation that we have here. And so I think that the judge is going to have to draw an inference. And I think the defense is going to have to do something to explain these disparities. And so far, we haven't seen that. Attorney General Letitia James, let's listen. Other defendants and the Trump organization. He rambled. He hurled insults. Um, But we expected that. At the end of the day, um, the documentary evidence evidence demonstrated that, in fact, he falsely inflated his assets to basically enrich himself and his family. He continued to persistently engage in fraud. Um, The numbers don't lie. And Mr. Trump obviously can engage in all of these distractions. And that is exactly what he did, what he committed on the stand today, engaging, engaging in distractions and engaging in name calling. Um, but I will not be bullied. I will not be harassed. This case will go on. We look forward to hearing the testimony of Ivanka Trump on Wednesday, and then we plan on closing our case. Um, and then there'll be some motions on Thursday. Um, and then uh, the defense will present their case in chief. Um, justice will prevail. And it's important that all of you understand um, that we have already been victorious in our motion for summary judgment. Um, and now we look forward to disgorgement and to the remaining counts in our action against Donald Trump and his repeated and consistent fraud against the citizens of the great state of New York. Amen. Not to mention the whole country. Amen. Yeah, right. Right. The whole country, John. But, you know, I mean, the thing is here, the reason that that the Trump that the judge actually filed the, the the summary judgment on the fraud part of the trial is because one it was just so obvious in the in the financial statements and number two he had had it with Trump's defense lawyers and the the games that they were pulling in court just the constant bullshit of refiling motions for things that he had already ruled on just to just to stretch out and waste time and he and that's why he actually admonished them and fined them when he when he when he granted them the you know the summary judgment on being guilty the organization trump organization being guilty of fraud and uh, and he fined those those lawyers for all the shenanigans they were pulling you know so you know i mean Trump's lawyers are saying it's going to take four weeks for them to prevent their, present their defense. 
But I have a feeling this judge, if they get up and they start bringing in witnesses that are just meandering and boom, he's going to say he's going to put a stop. He's going to put a stop to it. So it 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 may not take that long. (laughs) Yeah, four weeks, and it shouldn't. Come on. Yeah. Right. So, oh, they're going to bring Don Jr. and and Eric back. (laughs) Oh, well, that's real special. Oh, because they're going to have so much more to say. Yeah. Yeah, all well, at least it isn't all soaking them, our networks. You know, all of them are. I know nothing, nothing. Get a candy nothing. bar. Get a candy bar out. Remember Sergeant Schultz? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a candy bar, I will. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so then we had uh, Tuesday night. We all watched the, the watched the returns come in from the states that had elections, and then uh, Wednesday morning, morning Joe said this. Trump-backed candidates pick up where they left off in 2022 with Republican Daniel Cameron losing the governor's race in the deep red state of Kentucky. You can add to your list. Do you want to update your list? So, Willie, I I wrote this down. He's got this list. I've been working We've never heard it before. Do you mind if I can copy off your paper? I'm going to write mine, too. Oh, God. Come on. The Trump culture winning. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, after last night's results, Trump and his Republican Party Mm -hmm. have lost the elections in 2017, in 2018, in 2019. Hold on, let's see. Does it end there? No, no. They lost also in 2020. They lost in 2021. There has to be a win for Republicans sometime soon because they keep going back to Donald yeah. Trump. Ah. So maybe they maybe they they won in 2020. No, no, no. Trump Republicans lost in 2022 and they lost in 2023. And they don't really. The crazy thing is, be a trend. you look at these primary voters. They don't really care. Right. It's like Donald Trump is the her- political heroine of losing. Like, you just you just take a shot in 2016 and you just lie back and you're just smiling while your party loses in 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. And you're coming back for more in 24. Yeah, Donald Trump, I would add, lost the popular vote in 2016, of course, when the Electoral College. But that's also true. Yeah, that Daniel Cameron, the Republican, a rising star in the Republican Party, was backed by Donald Trump in the state of Kentucky, ran a tough race and lost by five points. The Democrat, the governor, Andy Bashir, won very, very impressively last night. Remember last time around, he won by four-tenths of a point. Last night, Governor Bashir, the Democrat in the state, Donald Trump won by 26 points. Wow. Trump won by 26 points, winning handily by five points. So this was Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell's candidate here, a big loss for them there. And the issue I know we're gonna talk about this morning of abortion. Abortion mm-hmm. playing oh in this race, gosh. playing in Ohio, of course, and that ballot initiative playing in Virginia, all across the country. Republicans again falling down on this issue that they so wanted, they so craved overturning Roe versus Wade. They got it 18 months ago, and they continue to pay for it politically. Boy, they get they get pounded. It's like you know I've said for years that that one of one of my favorite political sayings uh, I heard uh, the late Senator. Paul Simon from Illinois say it in politics. Sometimes when you win, you lose. And sometimes when you lose, you win. There's never been a greater example of Mm -hmm. that uh, than when the United States Supreme Court uh, in in a lot of, uh, I think, sleazy political maneuvers uh, packed the court 
uh, and has a court that is deeply, uh, deeply conservative and unrepresentative of the rest of the country. And they overturned a 50-year precedent that 73% of Americans were against being overturned. And the political ramifications just keep coming, whether it's in Kansas, whether it's in Kentucky, whether it's in Wisconsin, whether it's like, I mean, you name it, everywhere. Abortion, uh, the, the, the rights of women uh, to make health care choices keep winning in state after state after state after state and election after election after election. And, and at, at this point, you would really think Republicans would, would, would get it, but they don't. I'll tell you another thing. It's a real footnote from last night, but election denying. Mm. A loser. And in fact, you know, Jonathan Lemire, if you go into Kentucky, where I will say again, a Democrat, a Democrat, despite the New York Times Siena polls, a Democrat won the state of Kentucky. But the Republican that did the best in the state of Kentucky was a secretary of state candidate who strongly and vocally took aim at election deniers and, and pounded away at them and has, has never once allowed any election denying uh, in his campaign. And he won big in Kentucky last night. Yeah, for the Republicans. By the way, that guy, Cameron, who was running against, against Bashir in Kentucky for governor, uh, Trump endorsed him. And after he lost, Trump was like, oh, Cameron who? Oh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know that guy. I don't know that guy. Oh, he relied on Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Donnie. That's Donnie. Yeah. And then. Back on you in a second. Sorry, T? Turn his back on you in a second. Yep. Yep. And John, what were you saying there? Oh, I'm just saying. All right. Anyway, yeah. so so Rick Santorum, who uh, I I believe we all know what San, what Santorum <laughs> stands for. <laughs> uh, so he had this to say. Let's bring it back here to our panel now. Uh, so we're looking at obviously the issues of abortion and marijuana in the state of Ohio now. Now fifty percent, over fifty percent of the country has legalized marijuana. Senator, you know, you look at these issues uh, that are driving the left out to vote. You would think the economy, uh, crime, illegal immigration, those would be some of the issues driving people out if when you look at so many who are unsatisfied with the direction the country's headed in. Uh, but apparently that's not it. Uh, remember, this, these elections, off-year elections, odd-number elections, are very low turnout elections. They are base elections. And uh, the Democrats have traditionally, number one, outspent us, not just in odd-number-year elections, but generally speaking, number one. And number two, their base is more ginned up to go out and vote generally than Republicans. That's, we've seen this now for the last several years. And so a base election, they uh, Democrats outspend and you put very sexy things like abortion and marijuana on the ballot, and a lot of young people come out and vote. It, 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 was, a, it was a secret sauce for disaster in Ohio. I don't know what they were thinking, yeah. but um, that's why I'm, I, I thank goodness that most of the states in this country don't allow you to put everything on the ballot because right. pure democracies <laughs> are not the way to run a country. So <laughs> Pure democracies yeah. are not the Bullshit. way to run a country. 
We can't let the the, 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 the people decide? Are no. you shitting me? Yeah. Wait a minute. They'll, they'll legalize pot. Exactly. And I remind everybody that this is a guy that brought a dead fetus home. Right. Oh, oh God. Yes, and, he did. And, and, slept, and slept with it. And and oh. and I have to say, we here in Pittsburgh do not take credit for him. Because <laughs> he's from Pittsburgh. Sexy. That 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 just can't be allowed to just slide by. Abortion is sexy. I'm sick and tired of hearing the word abortion come out of men's mouth because they don't know what the hell they're dealing with. Nope. They know my young nothing. Lady, I'll have you know that my voice is much more important than and well, yeah, that's this. Yeah, yeah that's right. Exactly my what ass. This is this yeah, is. My is ass a, too. This is exactly why these Republicans are all butthurt in Michigan and in Ohio. And they're trying yeah, to claim that butthurt. they're Getting trying to claim that, that citizens voting, you know, uh, is unconstitutional because that's left up to the legislature, not to them. You know, well, it is uh, the legislature that knows the intricates of these issues and uh, common people have no idea. Oh, just put sexy things yeah. up like abortion and pot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they've legalized pot so they could get high to put up with all the rest of the bullshit they have to put up with. Right. That's why. right. <laughs> Thank you. All that stuff with the, the LGBTQ community. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, yes, that's why. Oh, that's all the problems I listen to. Oh, by the yeah. way, yep. the Speaker of the House, Mike Who? Johnson. Never heard of him. Do you know where he is right now? Pray tell where. Five days from the government shutting down. He's in Paris headlining an ultra-conservative conference in Paris, Isn't France. he special? Oh, Five he's, days. He's, he's the real representative of the bullshit. Jesus. I hope the, the French, you know, throw his ass out of their state or well, country. Then, you know, this plan Good that he, He's got an app on his phone while he's so far away from his kid. Yeah, right. He yeah. better be. Yeah, his kid better be monitoring that porn watching. Yeah, watch that <laughs> yeah that's right. He's in Paris. <laughs> I said, I said, on Facebook, I said on Facebook, yeah, give them a I said, T, I, th- I think it was you. I said, I said, the only way I know to monitor someone's porn usage is to watch it with them. Right. Yeah. Oh, and the Are other. You with that lotion, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, you know that reminds me of that reminds me of a friend who told me he had a coworker and she was complaining. She said, "I don't understand, my son. He was fourteen. She goes, we 'We're going through so much cream rinse in this house, and I cannot figure out for the hell why.' <laughs> oh, really? Oh my goodness! But uh, oh my goodness! This, this guy, he is he is a he's a work of art, man. I, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's an embarrassment to. Uh, to the whole damn country to have somebody like him. Well, he yeah. and Scalise are from the same stomping ground, so... Yeah. You know, oh, this guy was the lead... Mike Johnson was lead uh, pom-pom pusher for the uh, the abacus brief to the uh, to Supreme Court in, uh, in support of uh, Texas's bid to get all the other states thrown out. You know, he yeah. was the main driver of that. Right, show. exactly. And then, of course, you know, Wednesday... When uh, we were watching the Stephanie Miller show Wednesday morning, and then when it ended at noon, I flipped over to MSNBC, and sure enough, there was Andrea Mitchell, and she brought on who? 
Chuck Todd. So they yeah. could. So oh, they well, could, he really has an opinion. Yeah. So they could election explain to us how these wonderful, you know, massive Democratic wins in Tuesday's election just spelled doom and gloom for Joe Biden. Yeah, that that was a real fun thing. I I don't think I heard a word they said. And then Andrea Mitchell called Joe Biden old. <laughs> Yeah, she's calling the kettle black. I know. Right? I said, I put on Facebook, I said, today's moment of pot meat kettle is brought to us by Andrea Mitchell calling Joe Biden old. <laughs> oh. oh, Tim, that, what are we having for dinner? That got a lot of likes. <laughs> Tim, what are we having for dinner? Oh, you mean what Frangela says? Oh, Biden. Right? Biden. Biden. <laughs> what are we having for breakfast? Biden. Biden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's keep it real. Yeah, let's keep it real. And uh, so then, uh, uh, let's see, what else we got here? Um, so uh, Lisa Rubin was on with Katie Turr. No, we are on Katie Ivanka's cross-examination now by Jesus Suarez. He's one of Chris Kais' partners. Uh, I can't and probably recall. a deliberate choice to have Ivanka cross-examined by someone that she doesn't know intimately and is not so associated with her father and her father's team. But I want to go back to his direct because, I'm sorry, to her direct, because at the very end of her direct, they elicited some information that almost made my jaw drop, and it's this. Donald Trump, as part of his lending agreements with Deutsche Bank, promised them a number of things, but one of them was that he guaranteed that he could repay the principal and the income and the operating expenses of whatever asset he was borrowing for. And that's a big guarantee. What we learned today is that behind the scenes, Donald Trump then entered into an agreement with each of his three adult children whereby they pledged assets of their own to help him satisfy the guarantee that, according to his contract with Deutsche Bank, was supposed to be his and his alone. He was literally borrowing money from his kids' piggy banks in order to satisfy Deutsche Bank that he had enough money to borrow from them what he had. And I'm not sure that the impact of that struck everyone in the courtroom, but like I said, my jaw almost dropped. I almost dropped my phone on the floor. I was just astonished by the proof that Donald Trump was robbing Peter to pay Paul, so to speak. So this is her leaving a few minutes ago. She's done on cross-examination. Is that correct? No, she's not done on cross-examination as far as I understand it. I think she was just taking a break. Ah, got it. Unlike her father who has use of a holding room and a bathroom adjacent to the courtroom. Ivanka Trump is a third-party witness here, and so she doesn't, for example, get to hang out in the courtroom on breaks. She can't come in unless she's called to the stand. She doesn't even get to hear the disputes between lawyers over the admissibility of certain evidence or her testimony. And I believe she was just taking what we ordinary folks and mere mortals would call a bathroom break. Oh, she is a mere mortal as well. Well, she is a mere mortal. Yeah, she <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Her, her uh, who couldn't get a babysitter. I, I, it's my ass. Yeah, I said, why? I think it was you, Kathy. It's like, why is it that all of a sudden these people, when they get on the stand, they suddenly get a, an, an immediate dose of amnesia? <laughs> they can't right. remember anything? Yeah. I don't recall. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. I don't, they should, I, I don't recall. You know, they should nail them for that. Is that is that your signature? Yes. Well, why did you sign it if it, if you knew it was fraudulent? I, I don't recall. I don't recall. <laughs> right. They, they told me, so I just signed it. But literally, and can we stop calling them children? They're 40-year-old. Yeah, they're not really, children. Please. They're 40-year-old adults. Stealing from their piggy. Who put the money in the piggy bank? Right. Donnie did. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What are they gonna do? Right? Yes. <laughs> so, Keep and then right back out. And then we had know, daddy. 
And then Wednesday night, we had a Republican, whatever they called it, a debate or a whatever. Uh, I suffered through that whole damn thing just for the. You watched it. You watched it. I would give my time to listen to that bullshit. I was so glad they didn't they didn't play it on MSNBC. (laughs) But uh, yeah, NBC was bad enough. I convinced myself it's, it's my duty. I have to watch it. Somebody's going to ask me oh. about it. I'm going to have to comment on it, so I have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so, uh, but we, we did watch a little bit of the panel discussion on MSNBC, and Rachel Maddow said this. The theme of tonight's debate, back back for an encore from the last debate, um, was just the, the, the deep, palpable, withering disgust that candidate Vivek Ramaswamy seems to inspire from his fellow candidates. He makes them say things you can't imagine they've ever said before in their lives. He makes them make facial expressions on the stage that you're quite sure they don't know they're making in public. He really brings out a side of them that makes news, frankly. Here he was with former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley in a section of the debate about whether the Chinese-owned app, TikTok, should be banned. Um, I should just mention this this back and forth ended with one of the candidates saying something I have never heard ever in any debate I have ever covered in all of my years on this earth. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. The easy answer. (laughs) She said there was, you're just scum. (laughs) You know, and that's I think true. if they all just said what they really meant, if they cut to the chase, yeah. this could be a lot more clarifying. Wow, never seen that in any debate at any level, and I've covered no. some weird debates at weird levels. There you go. Right? That, that man doesn't stand yeah, a that chance. First time they ever neither does the Tim Scott, gun. Republican Neither Party. does any of them. Ne- neither no. does any single one of them will never be president. But, and but, they're not going to be you know president. But you know what, though, T? Hannity's up for yeah. that. But you know what, yeah, T, I have to say, as much as we can't stand Vivek Ramaswamy, he was right about TikTok. Don't you agree? Yeah. T, don't you agree? Uh, in which way? In that the kids are using it uh-huh. to, to get their news. And that's picking them out because kids all across the country and adults are and communicating adults. and literally holding roundtables about candidates that should not be supported and those that should and it is freaking them out yes exactly river swami they ripped him a new one he hasn't posted on tiktok in weeks because of the way they ripped him apart Mm. oh there you go right huh so anyway so uh, this is this is good here so uh mika brzezinski had chris christie on after the debate and uh, she kind of put him in his place here. ...that you talked about last night was abortion. You and I disagree on this issue. But the one thing you keep saying is you keep talking about abortion in the ninth month, which yeah, is allowed bullshit. in your state. 
And last time I asked you to like bring me the case where a woman walked into a doctor's office in the ninth month and said, I've decided to don't want to have a baby. Please take this out. It doesn't yeah, happen. Less than 1% of well, abortions are performed after 21 weeks. Yeah. And if there is a situation like that, it's because there is a massive emergency. So I just think of all the candidates, you've been the most honest about Trump and election integrity. But in this one respect, I have to call you out because you're not being honest on the issue. We can debate abortion, but there isn't abortion in the ninth month. It's called birth. Mika, you're the one who's not being honest. I did not mm. say there was abortion in the ninth month. What I said was that the law in New Jersey and New York and Illinois and California permits it. And you well, can't so you deny that that is the truth because it is. And so, and so look, it doesn't you know, happen, don't call Chris. somebody a liar. Don't call, I'm don't not call somebody a liar. No, no. It's and not I, nor honest. Did I, by the way, nor, no, 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 Mika, nor did I let's say that it did. Let's have an honest the discussion about the it. issue. Well, well, let's have an, well, let's have an honest discussion but about the issue. it doesn't happen. Why don't you answer there my are, question? Why don't you answer my question? Yeah. Does the law permit it? In those states. Well, that's all I said. So I don't understand what your problem is with that. In the end, if that's what the law permits, that's what the people who passed those laws said is okay, is legally because, permissible. Chris, that's you're the point painting I'm a picture about the issue of abortion no, that no. is not honest. And this is a health issue for no, no, women. No, no. Right. And there you're, are women you're who painting, are in you know, extreme no. situations who need health care and they should get it. That's we can right. debate that's that. Right. You're painting, but there are not women in the state of New Jersey. Sure. Trouncing into doctors' offices, asking sure. for abortions in the ninth month—it doesn't and, happen. And 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 by the way, you know, you can continue to set up that straw man for yourself to knock it down, because you're mischaracterizing what I said. I am giving you the state of the law, and the state of the law in those states are that you could go into a doctor's office and do it. And that's all I said. But if look, it's not happening, you know, then why do you need a law? This is something that you want to emphasize. Um, I get it. Um, I understand the politics of it, and that's fine. But it's not going to change my analysis so no, as it's a not, lawyer it's not and politics. as a political it's leader. It's really personal, it is. It is. actually, for women. And no, you're the one no, who's going to lose on this issue. issue if you're not honest about uh, it. I'm, so, I'm, I, I mean, listen, oh, you can go well, ahead no, and no, do that if you want. Point out, point out, Mika, point out to me Point out to me where I wasn't honest. I said what the state of the law is. Now, you want to deny that because you know it's miserably unpopular for the state of the law to be in that position. But that's what the state of the law is. Now, you can argue about how many people are going to take advantage of it or not. I think it's wrong for anybody to be able to take advantage of an abortion in the ninth month of pregnancy. It doesn't and happen. I think it's wrong for the law to be there. But, you know, these are the kind of debates I would love to have on the stage with Donald Trump and others. And if your viewers this morning go to chrischristie.com and donate a dollar, oh, I'll be on the oh, stage again oh. on this, in December no. in Alabama. And then maybe I we can even get you bill. up there. We can debate the state of the law on this issue. But exactly. don't mess with me on the law, Mika. I know that. Uh, no, yeah, don't, don't mess with me law. on how women feel about using the ninth month argument on I the issue and, of abortion, we can disagree. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, shakalaka. That's why you shakalaka. And boom, boom, shakalaka goes right there. I'm sorry, Kathy. What were you saying? <laughs> he is spreading so much crap. He, Do you know like, a lot of women go in in the eighth and ninth month because they have an emergency? They have to have an induction because the baby and the mother's lives are at risk. 
That is what they're doing. They're not aborting a child. Right. And you if they go in abortion in those, those and if they go in that third trimester, yep. that's nuts. And if they go and in an eighth or ninth month, unless the baby is dead, if they go right. in an eighth or ninth month. Right. But, the, but still, they still induce it. They have to induce labor because that's the only way you can take the baby out or, or C-section. do a, an emergency cesarean. Yeah. I have two sons. I was supposed to have three. I had to watch my wife lay in a fucking hospital room, an emergency fucking room, for over 48 hours after the baby died to get... Oh, that's man. terrible, John. That's terrible. Shit. Oh, that's awful. I'm so, so sorry. Fucking religion up there and all this other bullshit trying to make it sound. That's what Chris Christie's trying to do. That women are going to just pounce in there. Oh, I'm pregnant, but I just decided today I'm the. Fuck you. That, does not that doesn't happen. And the and, reason is personal. Fuck you, people, with that shit. And his and his argument his is that was going to be Justin. Anyway, I sat in that fucking room. Yeah, I'm sorry, John, but um, his argument is is that is that well, I'm not upset that it doesn't happen. I'm just upset that the law doesn't prevent it. Well, why do you need a law if it doesn't happen? It doesn't. Yeah, he's a you know these guys just perpetuate this this myth. Yeah, and what he's doing is throwing that shit out there for the low IQ people to go, oh yeah, my goodness, they're getting rid of a baby at, at eight and nine months because there are low yeah. IQ people who can't put two and two together. Right. And well, and this well, is why and they not only they're just stupid, they don't know about their bodies, they don't understand uh, physiology, they don't understand the medical field. This is, you go to any doctor, they would never do anything like that. Well, and this is why they, they had to. You know, change the verbiage of the abortion constitutional amendment on the ballot in Ohio to put all this crap in there, using terms like that. You know, of to try to did, to try to trick people, people. Are so stupid. But you know what? It failed because that doesn't work anymore in the age of social media. Yeah, you know exactly. But this you was do. particularly funny, and I know we're running a little bit long here, but uh, this is particularly funny. This was John Berman. Uh, putting the screws to Representative Greg Murphy about this Hunter Biden subpoena. In the impeachment oh, inquiry God. into President Biden, there have now been subpoenas issued for both Hunter Biden and the president's brother, Jim Biden. If they are not responsive to these subpoenas, will you vote to hold them in contempt? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why would they not be? What do they have to hide? I don't think so. You know, here's the deal, John. It's very, very clear. Why the hell would Hunter and, and Jim create 20 shell companies to not to to uh, to be legal, we've seen time and time again, and, and uh, Representative Comer has proven this. There was money influencing peddling that uh -huh. Biden had during his last couple of years as vice president, and then well, after, right I'm afterwards, sure. they wanted to gain the money back. Well, you know, uh, you know, yeah. Where's Can your proof? Ask you, you say yes, you absolutely. No Why have you changed your position on holding people in contempt of Congress? You voted against holding Steve Bannon in contempt. Well, I think it's a little bit different when you have the president of the United States. We have somebody who's not an elected official. You have the president of the United States was selling his influence. His son I, I, was no, selling but I don't understand. Influence. We're talking about the people you're talking. a little bit higher, talking. different standards, John, when you have somebody who's in elected office versus somebody who's not in elected <laughs> office. Steve Bannon He's wasn't in elected of office. States. He was the vice Steve, president well, I'm, of the United I'm, I'm, States. Who, who, are you saying, who are you saying was in an elected office here when you're talking about holding people in contempt of Congress for being non-responsive? Well, what, tell me what office Steve Bannon was in. Well, tell me what office Hunter Biden so, was in. 
No, I'm not talking about Hunter Biden. I'm talking about Joe Biden, the president of the United States. You haven't subpoenaed him. You haven't subpoenaed him. Right. I'm asking I'm asking (sighs) if Hunter Biden or Jim Biden, the brother and son of the president who are not elected officials, if they are not responsive, uh, will you hold a contempt? Think about this, John. If if you've seen the, the, the facts, the facts that have occurred, we see that there's been influence peddling. I mean, the president of the United States vice president at the time said point blank, if you don't fire a prosecutor, I'm going to withhold money. So that's a crooked but, deal in as itself. But you're, you're, you're so talking about what happened. If we don't get these individuals, Congressman, I'm just trying to understand the difference. I'm just trying to understand the difference when you're talking about congressional subpoenas. You voted against holding Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress when he didn't appear before the January 6th committee, which was a committee, you know, yeah, but was, elected for by Bannon Congress. Was related to the president of the United States? No, he, he was, wasn't. He, no, he, he wasn't. was, he was a, a former employee of, of President Donald Trump. And the um, other um, people um, who you did not vote to hold a contempt literally worked for the former president, Donald Trump. So my answer yeah, to that is yes. when you have a yes. son that is using the Biden brand, when you have a son that is using the Biden brand and, and created illegal al- illegalities, what illegal, are you saying? Illegal issues, rather. The Trump um, kids to, didn't to use, use his the brand? father's brand. If they're going right. to come lie and, and the same thing with his brother James, it's an entirely different standard. It's an entirely different standard, John. Mm. You know. I, I, I'm just, no, I don't. I'm actually still confused. We're talking about private citizens. And my question to you is, if they are not responsive to the subpoena, would you hold them in contempt? You say yes for Hunter Biden. You voted no for Steve Bannon. And, and then you talk about there's a different standard for elected officials, but neither of them are elected. Right? John, Hunter and Jim are related to the former vice president and now the president of the United States. And what does that matter? Intimately involved in business dealings. Remember, Joe said he didn't know anything about Hunter's business dealings. He didn't know anything that point-blank lie. Ask Sam Donaldson. Good God. He exposed Biden to be a fraud decades ago. And now we're seeing that he's actually lying again. Joe Biden is a pathological liar. And his his son, Hunter, is intimately involved in these influence peddling schemes. They're two entirely different issues, Johns, and trying to put them together is just really conflating Uh, the issue. I was asking about congressional subpoenas, but we do appreciate your time. Congressman Greg Murphy from North Carolina, thank you very much. Notice that you have no proof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was using the same type of argument that uh, Scalise was using. Yeah, same bullshit. Oh, and and by the way, they were subject. gonna they were gonna haul in these people, uh, uh, or James Comer, because his brother uh, loaned loan or he loaned his brother uh, what was it twenty thousand dollars or something two hundred thousand no two hundred thousand dollars and so his. His uh, his brother wrote a check to him for two hundred thousand dollars that said loan repayment. Guess who also loaned his brother two hundred thousand dollars? James Comer. Same <laughs> yeah. huh. deal. Right. Huh. Look over here. Look over here. Yeah. Right. Ignore the the Trump children who made money off uh, the Trump brand, brand. while he exactly. was president. Exactly. Exactly. How right. many how many patents did uh, Ivanka get? Yeah, God knows. From China? Right. Mm Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. And now we heard that Trump is like freaking out because uh, uh, I guess that they're going to bring in the the, the lower level staff, the maids, the cooks, the bellmen (laughs) at at Mar-a-Lago in the documents case. They probably have plenty to say. Yeah, well, those are the people you go to, right? That's right. They get to watch in silence, and that's the best way. Yes, and also I, I have to say we're going to get to see whether Mike Speaker is still Speaker next weekend. 
Mike, oh my Mike Johnson. God. I have a feeling if he has, if he's forced to do just pass a clean CR, because this whole thing he came up with is this two tiered CR to fund party oh, government. Oh yeah, they said that's a, that's already dead. It's already dead, not only in the yeah. Senate, but it's dead in the House, and the Senate's already working on another clean CR. So here's the thing. The, the Senate did a clean CR almost a freaking month ago while they uh, were yeah. games, but you leave, you're leaving that on the table. Well, well, they, yeah, but they did a clean CR because McCarthy put it up, and then they threw him out of office as <laughs> the speaker. Right. Then they spent two and a half weeks wasting time trying to pick a new speaker. Half the well, CR you know, was I wasted. I think the Senate sent over a, a new one just recently. Yep. Oh, yeah, they did. A clean one. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I had. Well, what heard. I heard yesterday on MSNBC is that they started working on one. So, because they said this whole thing is not going to fly with this two-tier thing to fund part of the government through January and another part through February, and they said no, they're just doing a clean CR till January fifteenth mm-hmm. for the whole government. Yeah. But the the point is, is that you know, the bottom line of this is because I worked in government for thirty plus years, is. It takes time to get contracts out, especially big dollar military contracts. It takes a year to get those contracts out. And the government can't solicit contracts if it doesn't have the money. It's right. illegal. You can't go out on the market and and solicit for weapon systems, for planes, you know, jet uh, fighter jets, for whatever if you don't have the money in hand. That's that well. Is, don't tell that to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She right. might object. Well, anyway, so you know, we'll see. You know how she is. Uh, we'll see. Real if, smart uh, people. Yeah. Well, we'll see if uh, if he's still speaker by the after he has to do exactly what McCarthy is is put up another clean CR and re- and rely on Democrats to help him pass it. But uh, he may be out. Maybe the head of lettuce will last longer than he did. <laughs> right. But, but we'll yeah, close maybe. out. We'll close out with Andrew Weissman on Nicole Wallace uh, about uh, uh, Congresswoman Scalise. And one final oh, point is in Stephane. terms of attacking the judicial system, which we're going to see continue because mm-hmm. of the upcoming criminal cases. Is he has a number of enablers. Um, for instance, Elise Stefanik filed a complaint yeah. against the judge. That That is so irresponsible. She knows better. Um, and that is really this idea that it's constantly a step too far and it's now normalized where you have somebody in Congress doing that and the judge is just doing his job. Um, you may disagree with him. You can say that. You can say he's missed evidence. But really, a, a, a complaint against him for doing his job beyond the pale. Yep. And I believe, T, you want to tell what your legal people you follow said about that? I Barrister, who is on TikTok, and Legal Dad. Both of them are attorneys. And both of them said it would be the same as if I went in and I filed a complaint on the judge on a case that I have nothing to do with. You have she, no business. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a foot, foot to stand on. It was right. ridiculous. Correct. That's the first thing that I said. Yeah, exactly. Well, we, what I mean, the hell? we already saw last weekend she put out a press release attacking the judge's clerk because Trump is gagged from doing it. So, you know, she's trying they to. They have no jurisdiction in a state. They have jurisdiction federally only. No, but she's from the state of New York. So she's filing. <coughs> she's filing. 
you know, she filed this complaint against the judicial board in New York because she's yeah, the congressman and congresswoman yeah, in New I, York. But she also slandered, you know, the judge's clerk because Donald right. Trump is prohibited from doing that and has already been fined fifteen thousand dollars for <coughs> doing it. So she's like, Oh, well then I'll just do it for you and claim the speech and debate clause. You know <laughs> just just but this is not has nothing to do with the speech and debate clause. You have no business in this court case. And right. um, this was already decided that he did commit fraud. So this is just the penalty phase. Right. So she put on a show for Trump. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, anyway. Somebody's got to do it, right? But anyway, so we'll see what happens this week. But uh, with that, uh, oh. we'll start with T. Tell people where they can check you out. Oh, you guys can check me out on Tickety Talk at T-E-E underscore bone 1961. Also over on Spotify. I'm sorry, um, Sprouts. I know I always mispronounce that. Uh, at T-E-E Brown 1061. Come on over. All right. Thank you, T. And John? John, you there? Oh, he's muted. We'll go to We'll go to Kathy. Oh, yeah, you can check me out on Facebook at Let's Remember to Never Forget. And the other platforms, I'm there occasionally, but I spend most of my time on Let's Remember to Never Forget, trying to deal with my 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 crowd of people that suddenly are posting, which is great. That's great. Yeah. I'm thrilled. My, my page has really gotten busy. That's good. That's good. Thank you, Kathy and John. Uh, now I'm back. I, I apologize. I did. I had. Anyway, you can find me on uh, Facebook under John Bridavo, on YouTube, on TikTok, on uh, Instagram, on Threads, uh, trying to get the word out that that we need your participation in this vote coming up in 24. This most consequential election of our lifetime, and uh, and we'll be live tonight on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So y'all come by and visit. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it, and Joe. You can find me on Facebook and on WordPress, jsanthurst.wordpress.com, and Treads and Mastodon. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And you can find me on Spoutable, Instagram, Threads, and Mastodon, and Facebook. Tim Corbal, Single Brandon, going on. And we'll close out with our good buddy Lawrence's latest song of the week, Two Creepy People. I wonder who she's talking about. <laughs> so with that, take it away, Lauren, and we will see you all soon. Here they are, fake as they can be, holding up the Bible, smiling piously. Two creepy people lead such a weird life. Now he's speaker and she's his Stepford wife. They've gone far to push conspiracies. While he's getting sworn in, she's down on her knees. Two creepy people who think hatred is fun. And what's the story with their sort of adoptive son, whose privacy they want to respect, except when they trot him out to prove they're not racist. We can remember things they took down and hoped that we'd forget. But crap lasts forever on the internet. And why would they scrub stuff if nothing there should make us get upset?
like conversion therapy that's based on bigotry. And she insists his appointment was divine. But why'd they quit their podcast after episode 69? Two creepy Johnsons who won't separate church and state. And being Christian does not erase your hate. Here we are. Their finances look rough. Every day we're learning more suspicious stuff. Two creepy people who make us so vexed while we wait for what dirt will come out next. Or who? Two creepy people, but fortunately, speakers don't last long in the GOP.